Our first reading is from Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. From my birth I have leaned upon you, my protector since my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Our second reading is from the prophet Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, oh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all whom I send you and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Speak to us your truth, O God, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations in each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you, O God, are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. It is very fitting that we got to hear from the prophet Jeremiah this morning as we celebrate at both of our worship services, our confirmation class at the Fresh Spirit service and our new member class here at the traditional service. Today is a day that marks the start of a new path on the faith lives of all the people who just stood before us a few moments ago. These folks have just been welcomed into our community of faith. We all have made promises to them as they made promises to God. And perhaps this idea of what we just did, of joining a church, might seem kind of routine these days. I'm guessing that none of our new members or confirmands lost any sleep last night in anticipation of this event. And yet I also would like to pause right here and acknowledge that this is a big thing that you have just done. You are not just joining a club. You are not just joining an organization in name only. You are certainly not doing this hoping that when you leave this place everyone will be super excited for you. You have decided to join the church today. You have decided to become a group with like-minded believers in Christ because it is meaningful to you. Not only just that, but by being a member of Knox, you will be called 
to help lead this community with decision-making, with the work of justice, in discerning where God is calling this congregation to go in the future. I wonder if any of that sounds like a big responsibility to talk about on the very first day of your membership here at Knox. I'm sorry about that, but this is why I think hearing from Jeremiah is perfect today. Because Jeremiah is a great prophet to turn towards when we don't feel ready for something, when we feel inadequate in the face of something that we are doing, when we wonder if we will be up to the task that is in front of us, thinking, knowing for sure that somebody else has got to be better qualified for this thing than me. All of these thoughts played through Jeremiah's head as God gave him this famous call story. I thought we could learn a little bit about this Hebrew Bible figure and see what God might be telling Jeremiah and also all of us today. Jeremiah gets the distinction of being called one of the major prophets of the Hebrew Scriptures. Now, he is not a major prophet because his prophecies and those of the other major prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and the writings of Lamentations, are greater in some way than those of the so-called lesser prophets or minor prophets. Those are Hosea, Amos, Micah, Malachi. In fact, all of these prophets hold a similar place in Scripture. The major and minor part is simply attributed to their length. All of the prophets had a word of warning, of judgment, a call for repentance for the people with which God placed them, who they lived with, who they ministered to. Jeremiah specifically grew up in a village just northeast of Jerusalem called Anathoth. And scholars believe that Jeremiah grew up in a priestly family. He learned about all the other prophets who wrote before him, especially the work of Hosea, whose influence is often pointed out in Jeremiah's writings. Jeremiah grew up in a priestly family. He was kind of the ancient version of a preacher's kid. He knew these scriptures. He knew of the other prophets. He knew people who were devoted to God, people that he held in very high esteem. And now here comes God asking little old him to do something. The part of this scripture that is most often picked up is this response from Jeremiah to God in which he pushes back. Now, the interesting thing is not so much that he pushes back against God's call. That happens all the time in Scripture. Think about Moses when he was called to lead the Israelites out of bondage and told God, it can't be me. I am not a great speaker. Think about Jonah who literally ran away from the call of God all the way to getting swallowed up into the mouth of a great fish spit back on land so he had to face what God was saying. Think about a young Mary questioning if she could possibly be the mother of Jesus. And here, Jeremiah, who is telling God 
he is not a good choice either. The reason that Jeremiah gives is usually what is picked up by people in this passage. Jeremiah tells God, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. Now, being a youth minister for many years, I can tell you this passage is lifted up all the time at youth events and conferences, and for great reason. It seems as though Jeremiah is telling God, I can't be chosen by you to do anything meaningful because I am too young. God's reply is that Jeremiah will indeed do great things, and it makes for a great message for young people to hear. We should not overlook that today, especially on a day when we had confirmation, when we have two confirmands standing with us this morning, when children are in the room, downstairs learning, possibly watching online. I want you all to hear that you are the ones that God calls to. There are youth and kids all around the world doing tremendous work for justice, who are leading movements to better our world, who have started organizations that are taking care of people in need. They are doing that now. Young people, you are worthy enough, you are good enough, you matter, and yes, God calls you to change the world today. God calls you to lead in our church today, not someday later when you're grown up. I hope you have heard that message before from grown-ups, and I hope you will continue to hear it. Here's the thing, though. When that is the only way that we read this text, a good way indeed, but when it is the only way that we read it, there is a trap that some of us grown-ups fall into. We start to look at this story as one that is not for us. It is for the youth around me. I have thought this indeed at youth conferences when it is preached. Okay, here's a message for the youth that I brought. I hope God speaks to them. I'll just be over here. I have to admit that I have felt this way more often than not. And this week, when I looked at the scripture, there was something else to unpack that I thought spoke to everybody in this text. The reason I say this is because the word that Jeremiah uses to describe himself is the Hebrew word na'ar. Biblical scholar Dr. Brent Strawn reflected on this word and how our usual translation of na'ar might not capture exactly what Jeremiah was trying to say to God. Dr. Strawn writes, the word na'ar is notoriously nonspecific. We don't know when someone stops being a yelid, a child, and becomes a na'ar, a youth. We also know that na'ar is used in stereotypical fashion for full-on adults all through Scripture. For instance, the servants of the king in Israel called themselves Na'ar. But they are not youth. They are not boys. They are fully grown men who claim this status to mean less than, subservient to, the one who they are serving. 
In 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon, who is the wisest of all the kings of Israel, says to God, Give your servant wisdom, for I am only a Na'ar. In fact, he calls himself a little Na'ar. Something else is going on here when we see fully grown adults using this word to describe themselves. It seems as though they are not just trying to convey their age. They are trying to say something different. They are not worthy, not ready, not on the same level as the one that they are speaking to, perhaps of the thing that one is asking of them. This makes sense for Jeremiah. He is clearly not on the same level as God. But he's also saying this, trying to get out of the thing God is calling him to do. God, I am only an R. I am not ready. I am not worthy. I am not wise enough, not powerful enough for this thing. Now that is a message that I think all of us can understand, can't we? Who among us has not felt up to a task before? Something that is asked of us. Who in this congregation has not been asked to do something and thought in their minds, I am totally not the person for this. I don't feel adequate. I don't feel ready. Maybe this happened for you at work or at school. Maybe in your community. Maybe here at Knox. There has to be somebody better than me for this task. Here in the case of Jeremiah, you add in the fact that he probably knew the gravity of the situation on the horizon. God was calling him to be a prophet as the threat from the Babylonian Empire was mounting. If he accepts this calling, he will be in the middle of one of the worst moments in the history of Israel. The king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, would capture Jerusalem during this time, would destroy the holy temple of God during this time, and Jeremiah was being asked to be the one to warn the people about it. No wonder he felt like a Na'ar, not worthy, not up to the task for which he was being called. Of course, without falling into the trap of comparing our struggles with someone who is about to be thrust into the middle of wartime, I think there is still a lot for us to hear this morning in this passage. As people who likely feel nudges sometimes towards speaking or acting when we feel inadequate, it's important for us to remember who is calling us, who God is, and who God says we are. The creator of all of the heavens and the earth starts by telling Jeremiah that he knew Jeremiah before he was even in the womb. Before his birth, he was known to God and appointed to be a worker of God. The same sentiment is found in our psalm this morning as the psalmist reflects, from my birth, I have leaned upon you my protector since my mother's womb. 
This reminder to us is that there is no time in our existence where God has not truly known us, known who we are. God has known us both in our Na'ar age and when we are older and feel Na'ar, unworthy or too small for a task. This does not stop the God who knows us from calling us still. It is because of who we are, because of who God made us to be, that God calls. It is not a mistake. God knows our feelings of insecurity. God knows that we are capable and can answer because God has known us since before we were even born. Secondly, God commits to being with Jeremiah all the way through the calling. God tells him, do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will deliver you. It will be my words that I put into your mouth. Jeremiah's feeling of being too young or too lowly don't hold power here because it is God's words that will be spoken, God's presence that will go with him, God's providence that will deliver and save him always. If Jeremiah thought he had a pretty good answer to wiggle out of this calling from God, God does him one better. I know how you feel. I know who you are, and I call you still, Jeremiah. I will be with you. I will speak through you. I will save you. So with that reply, what else is there for us to say? But okay, God, here I am. I will go if you lead me. I have had a lot of moments in my own life where I felt the nudge to do something for God or for someone else and resisted for lots of reasons that I told myself. But whatever the reason was that I was saying in my own mind, if I think about it, it usually boiled down to this feeling of na'ar in my own self. Feeling unworthy or too lowly to be the one to do something. Why me, God? Why David in Cincinnati? Why would you call me? What could I possibly do or say that would be new or worthy, that would spur your people onto action? And even as I grow older, I still feel like a Na'ar in the face of huge callings. I wonder if any of you do as well. The thing that will give us courage and hope is the reassurance that you are a child of God, a God who will be with you, a God who has known you since before you were in the womb. New members, as you join the church today, I wonder what it is that you want to do in and through this community. What if you can set aside your feelings of being too new, of being too unsure of the way things are usually done around here, of feeling too inexperienced about church, too young, too old, 
too unworthy of being God's messenger? What if you can set all of that aside and instead take a step out in faith? What would you speak up for here? What injustices would you see this church stand against? What people on the margins might you have us reach out to? People of Knox, how will we support them? How will we follow their lead? How will we also listen for God's calling? Whether you are 8 or 88, whether you feel like a Na'ar today, have in the past, or will in the future, God says, I know, but I will be the one with you. I am the one who knows you and always has. So please go. In the name of the one who calls us and knows us. Amen.